Hi, welcome to Toy Photographers official podcast, whatever we call it, Toy Photographers podcast maybe. My name is yeah. Christina mm-hmm. Alexanderson and I'm actually hosting this podcast and my co-host today is James Garcia. How are you James? I am doing well. Thank you, Christina. And thank you for that very strong introduction. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I, I'm just teasing. I, I'm really excited. And uh, I'm excited that you're kind of leading this show. And uh, yeah, I'm just excited to be back. I think this will probably be our first episode of 2020. So season three of the podcast, essentially. Uh, everybody who's here, thank you so much for listening. Thanks for being here for the third year in a row, if you are, if that's the case. And if you're new, welcome to the show. I'm, yeah. uh, this is kind of going to be a weird place for you to start out, but, I <laughs> but think that's, that's okay. And, that's a uh, good start. Yeah. Well, well, let's start there. Who are you, James? Tell us. <laughs> who are you? And what is this for sort of podcast that I really have started listening to? <laughs> yeah, well, uh, my name is James Garcia, and I'm a toy photographer, and I'm one of the the, I guess, uh, editorial staff, you could say, or, or part of the editorial team at toyphotographers.com. And this is the official podcast of that website, uh, where I talk to photographers from around the world who are turning Lego, custom creations, action figures, miniatures, all that kind of stuff into amazing works of art. And um, it started off as just an interview podcast, but it has turned into, over the years, uh, more of just me chatting with toy photographers from around the world about general topics while also learning about them and their processes so so it's a it's a really fun show and i'm excited for the year ahead and if people haven't actually if they found toy photographers podcast on itunes for example or podcaster uh, what is toyphotographer.com for website what can they find there toyphotographers.com is an amazing uh, resource for people who are interested in toy photography, interested just in creativity and photography in general, interested in toys. Um, I, I like to think that we do something for everybody, even if you're not necessarily a toy photographer or or familiar with toy photography. Um, we have a great team over there right now. We're doing a lot of uh, article. We do almost daily articles on the website about creativity, about our processes, behind the scenes, uh, tips and tricks. We discuss issues that we might be working with or or working through um pretty much it's free reign over there we're doing a lot of really exciting creative things but uh but yeah yeah that's like the place that a great place i guess to just uh connect with other toy photographers see what we're doing and and hopefully learn from some of the things that we're going through and we also have a great community on MeWe that's connected to the website and that is where you can connect even closer with some of the photographers from the blog and, and plenty of people from the community at large and uh, really we do uh, challenges monthly challenges in that community uh, it's very very exciting stuff so something for everybody and you you and I started joking about me being the host because usually you are the host and this is mm-hmm. actually your podcast and I'm kind of the co-host once a month. Um, why, why why did you start a podcast? This is the third year you're going off doing podcasts. Why did you start it to begin with? Yeah, well, I, I've loved podcasts for years. I've, uh, I've always been interested in them. I listen to a ton of podcasts myself. I'm behind on, on a lot of them right now. And uh, I, I so I always wanted to do one myself. Um, I've, I'm one of those people that I once I find a, an art form or something that I really like, I really focus on it and then am inspired to try it myself and do it myself. And podcasting was kind of the latest uh, 
just bug in my bonnet, I guess, you know, just something I had to, had to try out for myself. And, um, so, uh, I pitched the show idea to Shelly and Brett who were running the toy photographer's website at the time. And they really liked the idea. My original idea was just to interview other toy photographers once a week. Um, and then over time that really developed and changed. I brought you on to the show. You and I do monthly challenges, uh, where not necessarily like contests or anything like that. And we're going to talk about those later in the show, but, but more like technical challenges or, or you and I will pick a theme to kind of workshop through and we invite the listeners to participate. So the show over the last couple of years has really taken on a life of its own in a way and turned into something even bigger than I thought it would be. And that's really exciting. And, 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 uh, definitely expands on the scope that I, I originally thought the podcast would be. So, so that's been really exciting to see. Um, it's been kind of a, a weird creative journey, but I think in, in season three, year three, we're finally going to stabilize a little bit and, um, and uh, deliver a really good batch of episodes. One thing that I really think about when I listen to photographers' podcast is the, the weird stuff about doing sound about a medium that you actually is visual you use mm -hmm. your eyes to to look at photography how do you come around that obstacle doing a podcast yeah luckily um part of why i wanted to do this show and connect it with the toy photographer's blog was because of the blog itself um you know having a, a place not only to host the podcast and and to to be the you know the, the mothership for the podcast itself but also a place for me to include blog posts for every single episode, include the either the photos that um, you and I worked on with our, our monthly challenge and the listener submissions that went with those, or featuring images from our uh, interview guests. Um, the, the blog, luckily, has given me a really great place to showcase those things. So I, I kind of think of the, the podcast and the blog working in tandem in that way, where, yes, podcasting is one of those great mediums you can do anywhere you want. You can... I, I know a lot of people, myself included, listen to podcasts on their commutes all the time, um, and that's one of the beauties of podcasts. But at the same time, yes, this is a, a photography podcast, so it, it's kind of hard to talk about photography without also showing some photography. Um, in the beginning, I thought about releasing this as like a video podcast so that we could include images in each of the episodes, but but that that just didn't seem to work the way I wanted it to. So, so luckily the blog is a great place that people can go to. I include a blog post for each episode at toyphotographers.com. And like I said, I include the images from that episode, or even uh, I'll write a little post that gives some more background into what the challenge might be or, or who the interview interview guests might be and what my experience was talking to them. So the blog is a great extension of the show and something that hopefully people either read at the same time they're listening to the show or or go back to later after they've listened to us so that they can see the images that we were talking about you said it it has become bigger than you thought in the beginning in in what extent or in what way can you elaborate on that yeah yeah in the beginning of the of the podcast it was really just i was the only one working on it and it was just me writing interview questions for another photographer and we would i would interview them and then that was the show there wasn't it wasn't really tied to the community at all. It wasn't directly tied to the blog very much other than I was interviewing people that I had connections with through the blog. Um, but then over time, as the, as the audience for the show grew and as the interest for the show grew, um, I was really able to kind of 
expand that scope a little bit and you know you came on we did an interview I did an interview with you and you and I really hit it off and you suggested doing some kind of theme episodes and and that was a great way to expand the show because it allowed me to talk about myself a little bit more on the show it allowed me to explore some actual photography tips and tricks and and workshops on the show itself and um then it also allowed me to bring in members of the community to, to submit their own listener submissions and participate with us each month. And that has just continued to grow and grow and grow over the last couple of years, which I'm, I'm so thankful for that we have engaged listeners that uh, participate with us each month on these themes, that join in with us on the conversation on the blog, in the comments. And, uh, and also by doing the show over time, I've met so many different toy photographers so there are people that i've been able to invite back onto the show to talk about more general topics uh follow-ups to things we might have discussed in their interviews uh, movie reviews all of that kind of thing so over time just as the show has expanded its creative scope and the things that we talk about and the amount of people i'm able to bring onto the show whether they're new guests or returning guests it's just the possibilities have really opened up over time and, and especially the connection to the community so those are things i, I want to foster more going forward um because they've just been unexpected but but very great treats for me as as the interview interviewer and, and the producer of the show do you get a lot of uh, responses from the listener do they comment a lot or what kind of episodes give the spark to the community that really gets them going discussing stuff i know that we had that at one one episode last year that really sparked the community <laughs> in a debate do you want to, to re <laughs> recap that <laughs> yeah yeah um this was i've i've been wanting to kind of talk about this because i know that it's a, a, a sticking point for a few people in the community a few people on the blog um, it upset a lot of people and that was never my intention and honestly it was never even something i thought about which i learned a few lessons from um, Dave Bearmaker and I earlier this year did an episode about um, how both of us, the, the, an, the initial idea for the episode was that both of us started shooting Lego when we became toy photographers and have over the years either moved to ex mostly doing action figures or also including action figures in our photography. And so that was really the conversation that we wanted to have was what are the kind of pros and cons between both of you know shooting with lego versus shooting with action figures some of the things that we personally have experienced doing that some of the reasons that we prefer one medium to the other depending on the photo we're taking all of that stuff and um i without really thinking about it just titled the episode lego versus action figures which of course made a lot of people think that we were picking one side or another or, or or putting the two brands against. Aside? <laughs> um, honestly, I haven't listened to it in, in since we recorded it, so I don't remember. I'm I'm sure that we landed more on the action figure side just uh, from our own creative, you know, uh, angles. That those are toys that he and I that are just at the moment sparking our creativity more. And and since we've recorded that episode, I've done a lot more Lego photography than I was doing at the time. Um, so the the episode is really badly uh, received people were really upset about it thought that we were really being hard on lego and and, and um, perpetuating a lot of stereotypes and and i'm not saying that we weren't doing that uh i'm sure that we were and, and that was never our intention though so i'm sorry that 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 happened and that it upset people 
Um, so that, that was one of the things that I really learned a lesson from was that episode and thinking about the messaging of the show or, or the purpose of doing one episode like that, where we're having a discussion and, and I definitely should have had more, you know, uh, diverse voices on that show. You had somebody who was just a Lego photographer and get their experience and, and their thoughts on the topic. So, so I learned a lot of lessons there. So hopefully, uh, next year as we do, um, more general topics or, or episodes like that there can be a, a better conversation around it because when i listened to 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 that episode i, I thought about it as more as a, a talk about the evolving of you of you and dave as photographers working from lego towards action figures and talking about pros and cons working with a bigger figure compared with a small figure i didn't actually for me there was a big surprise to to realize there was a, such a soft spot in the community <laughs> about that because mm-hmm. i have i've never thought about it in that context because it isn't the main for me as you know because we talk every month about photography especially toy photography uh, and for me it isn't the action figure or the lego it isn't about the brand brands or, or the figure in itself it's more about the story i want to evoke mm-hmm. or the feelings i want to evoke yeah exactly and there are just stories that i can tell with action figures that i can't tell the same way with lego or or vice versa you know there are definitely times where i've i've leaned on using a lego instead of an action figure just because the the story benefits from that or or the photo would benefit from that in some way so i love both of them for for various reasons and yeah i i definitely wasn't expecting it to to hurt uh, upset so many people and cause such a big debate which um partly is a good thing that it got so many different people talking and and engaging in the comments i think it's definitely our most engaged with episode but i'm just uh, unfortunately it was an episode that um that now i'm not super proud of and and would have done differently had I, had i known the the nerve that it would hit with with the community yeah because we also in, in our theme episodes we try to get the community engaged mm-hmm. <laughs> and we during this year i would say we have had these really low low parts of, of themes that we didn't get any engagement with <laughs> yeah but then there are some where we got tons of engagement and and it really made me think okay is it the theme is it the timing of the episode it's hard to tell but um what's but your, yeah it, it definitely ebbs and flows what do you think what's your thought about that how do you get actually get people engaged is it the way you make the title or is it the content or is it the theme or is it the time of the year (laughs) (laughs) Um, all of the above maybe (laughs) i i think it's it's definitely a few factors um one of them is obviously like the the time people have to devote to something um if there are other contests going on does ours conflict with something that's happening in the community or or another contest or, or something like that um and also, yeah, is the theme engaging to people? Um, is it something that people have the time to really invest in? You know, it's easier to take a photo of the seasons because that's maybe generally what people are taking photos of anyway, you know, and as opposed to doing something like a diptych where you're going to have to think through the idea and take two photos and present them as one photo. And, and you know, there's just a little more work that goes involved. Um so in that sense, I could see why some themes resonate with people and some don't. Um, 
but you know i could be totally wrong too maybe there are other reasons why it ebbs and flows and and i'm not saying that uh that you know taking a shot of the seasons isn't as much work as doing a diptych or something but maybe the perceived work in doing something like that is is less or i know that some of those themes have tangentially at least tied into other things happening in the community whether it's some kind of contest happening at brick central or or a contest happening with us in the MeWe community i feel like our death theme really aligned very well with like the uh i forget if it was fear or or horror or, or death in the uh in the MeWe community as well that month so it was like you know people were able to kill two birds with one stone essentially with their photos so so i think uh finding that balance is something i'm going to be thinking about uh going forward and um essentially though what i've what i've kind of come to is that i don't want our theme episodes to be perceived as challenges necessarily or contests even though we do call them listener submissions and we ask people to submit their own photos really what we're doing is is more of an exercise and more of a workshop you know you and me together um we're picking a theme and then separately going our way and and photographing it and the podcast is for us to work through those issues that we might have had with the theme our interpretations of it our history with the theme or the technique that we're talking about that month so um get and getting the listeners involved is just another way to you know help grow engagement for the show help get other people involved and and thinking about some of these things um, educating people on some of these techniques is, you know, that's definitely one of the things we try to do a lot on the show is entertain, but also or on the blog and the podcast is both entertain and educate. So, um, so that's really how I see those challenge episodes. So hopefully going forward, people maybe don't get intimidated to, to join them because we're not asking for you to join another contest or another giveaway or another challenge. We're really just all picking a topic and working through it together and sharing our, our photographic experience, if that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, talking about engagement, there is another episode that came during this year that got an, a lot of engagement. I think I think that's the most, the episode that we got most engaged with is that's the one with you and Jordan, <laughs> your <laughs> wife. <laughs> yeah, yeah, my wife Jordan. Yeah, the 50th episode, yeah. Yeah, and I, tru- I truly love that. <laughs> I truly love that. But as I'm the interviewer, uh, I'm going to ask you, why do you think we love it? <laughs> uh, I might be biased here, but because Jordan's the best. <laughs> I <mean. laughs> yeah, I, I think that's part of it. But, but yeah, I think, <laughs> I think uh, yeah, I think part of that, that episode helps with the fact that Jordan is such a great conversationalist herself and, and helped really drive the conversation, kind of focus my, my ramblings into a good conversation. Um, but also, I think uh, people, I think people really responded to that one because it, it showed an angle that we don't cover much on the show or on the blog, and that's somebody who sees toy photography and is involved with toy photography, but not because they're a toy ph- photographer, but because they're with a toy photographer. Yeah. Um, and I think all of us have somebody in our life that that is has a similar experience to that, whether it's a wife or or a boyfriend or significant other or a friend or a parent or or, or roommate, like who who knows. But there's always somebody in our life who we are inconveniencing at times because of our <laughs> photography. You know, we're making them stop on vacation so we can get toy photos somewhere. Or we're spending a lot of money on toys that we could be spending on other things. Or we're talking about toys all the time. You know, I'm guilty of all of these things. So I think that 
all of us in some way have somebody like that in our lives that is somehow involved with or or at least aware of our hobby in a way that other people aren't and in that re- in a in a really personal way so i think it was fun and i'm projecting here but i think it was fun for people to to hear that perspective on the show and hear jordan talk about yeah. how she feels about my toy photography and the stories that she remembers about helping me with photos and and when i was starting to get uh, when i was starting out as a photographer and stuff so so i think just sharing her unique perspective uh, was was a really fun thing for people to connect with and and maybe see a little bit of similarities with in some of their own relationships from my personal perspective, I would say there is another thing around it, and that's that's the way you and Jordan you really know one another, and I mm. get behind the the host of James. I get the person. I really meet you and your wife, and you really, I really get the person behind the photographer, and I really mm. love that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank you. It's um, yeah, it's one of those things where the more comfortable you can be on the podcast, the more the easier it is to speak, you know, and and to share personal experiences and stuff. And and doing that with Jordan was so easy, just because, as you said, we know each other so well. Um, she and I have been together now for almost 14, 15 years. And, um, so we, you know, we're, we're very comfortable with each other and spend a lot of our time together. So it was really easy for us to kind of work through that conversation and, and talk about stuff that we talk about all the time anyway. So. Yeah. And, and they get the insights about the flying pig, for example, (laughs) if you haven't (laughs) listened to that episode, go back and find number 50. It is marvelous. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. I'll tell Jordan that you thought so. Cause, uh, um, she was really nervous about doing that episode, but um, it was really fun to do that together and, and to see her really um, really do well as the interviewer and guide the conversation. And it was really weird for me to be, as I am this, this week, on the other end of the, the <laughs> microphone and, and answering the questions. So, so, When I listened through the episodes from the the last year and uh, I really kind of felt that there was uh, several episodes around Star Wars mm. and I know that you love Star Wars so I, that is that's an easy answer I know that you love Star Wars that's a reason why you actually end up doing Star Wars interviews or interviews with photographers that goes through the Star Wars universe but but thinking about it I see that through the community altogether. Why do you think Star Wars has this force on us to actually take on as a photographer? Yeah, uh, Star Wars definitely has inspired many photographers, many of the people I've talked to, and uh, myself included. And I've I think um, that's a, that's a question people have been asking for for like forty years now that Star Wars has been popular, and I mean we just this week that we're recording Rise of Skywalker just came out, so the Skywalker saga has still just been dominating pop culture this whole time. Um, I think that's a part of it is that Star Wars for many of us is just has always been around and has just always been such a big part of our lives that um, that it's easy for us to to lean on that creatively and then to share our own Star Wars stories with each other and and I think it's just a, a good way for everybody in the community, not everybody in the community, but a lot of people in the community to connect on something universal to them and something that we can all 
experience together and and share our own stories with and and the iconography of it is just so powerful and and so easy to to immediately recognize and so therefore it's it's easy at least for me um it's it's easy to see all of these other stories that could happen in this universe and subvert expectations and and all of that stuff so i think star wars just in general presents itself with such a great template for us to to play with and work with you know with the characters the iconography the the universal versatility of it i guess um it's so so i think that really helps it helps helps it glue us all together and bring us so all together it's sort of a generation story that we bind us together we all been born later than the 70 well, is it 42 years ago the first star wars mm-hmm. came out yeah, so I think that helps that, you know, a lot of the, uh, the I don't I don't mean to say older, but the older people in the community, you know, grew up probably with the original trilogy, and then the millennials in the community, you know, probably grew up with the prequel trilogy, and then there are people that now have the new movies, so I think Star Wars has just kind of always been around, and has always, it's gone through all of these different phases that have affected each generation, so that really makes it unique, and um, I also think, too, just the Star Wars as you know weird and spacey as it is and and it's so about sci-fi and and the spirituality of the force and just all of this weird crazy stuff at the end of the day it's based on like fairy tales and the hero's journey and so these universal stories that we all connect with anyway put to this really cool space template with these characters that we like and these these movies that we all like to varying degrees I, i think it just makes for the perfect recipe for toy photographers to play in and something like star wars there's no shortage of toys for star wars so (laughs) i think that really helps too you know it's even though you know many of us in the community maybe like lord of the rings or or harry potter or or other big cultural juggernauts there aren't as many toys for those kinds of things so it's harder for toy photographers to get a hold of something to 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 share their love for that property and and to tell their new tell new stories with those because there just aren't as many things available. Whereas Star Wars, you can any any store you go into, whether it's a toy store or not, I feel like there's some something Star Wars in there, yeah. and um, so I think that makes it easy for people to to jump in at any level and at any um, any uh, different kind of medium they might want to or different brand. You know, if you if you're into Lego, there's lots of Star Wars Lego. If you're into action figures, there's lots of Star Wars action figures. So I think that helps too. That there's it, there's something for everybody to to grab onto and participate and sh- and share their own experience, their own Star Wars experiences. Because the pop culture part, I, I think that's listening to the podcast, thinking about the interview. I really thought about the action movies and how they kind of influence people to make their own version of these still stills or scenes from these action movies do you think that's part of it you want to recreate what you have seen or or what's the the thrill in it to 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 go so close to the original saga or or the, the the fan the fan fiction about it yeah, that's always something I'm thinking about when I'm doing my own Star Wars work is, and, and you know, this is definitely, it all depends, I guess, on your personal preference and what you are driven to do artistically and creatively. Um, for me, it's always, I, I always am kind of balancing whether I want to just recreate a scene that I love from the movies or 
tell a new story. And I've written before about kind of being beholden to rules in the universe and kind of sticking to those myself to help frame some of my stories. So for example, you're not going to see Ray fighting any clone troopers in my photos because that just, to me, it just doesn't make sense. So that has kind of helped me frame some of that stuff. But but yeah, thinking of do I just do a, a recreation of something or do I do a fan fiction version of something and tell my own story? I guess it just kind of depends on the photo I want to take and the mood I'm in. But but generally I go for the latter where I, I'm telling new stories using the iconography and the characters. And um for me, it's a way of interpreting the universe, not necessarily recreating it and and putting my own spin on it. I think when I when I'm just recreating something, it's hard for me to to make it truly my own or to to have it connect on on a deeper artistic level for me. Um, it's you know at the end of the day, I can look at a at a shot that looks exactly like the the still from the movie and be proud that I was able to pull that off. But then, what else is there to it? So if I can do a similar thing and recreate a shot from a movie, but add a fun twist to it, like uh, you know, a character has a different accessory than they normally would, or, or, or it's a different character than you would expect, then that gives me something to play with and an angle to approach that, that new story from. So, so I think it just depends. Obviously, I've seen so many amazing shots that are just recreations of things or, or close recreations using toys and, and people do an amazing job doing that um but for me personally it's just it it's harder for those kinds of shots to connect with me because i feel like i'm not contributing anything to the conversation i'm just reiterating the conversation but when you talk to other photographers is your perspective because i'm more thinking of you as an expert on on the community as a whole as the one who actually invites photographers to be part of the podcast do you think it's more common to to recreate or build new stories or do people start in recreating the original saga and then starting building their own stories or or is there no progression or is it just different taste what's your perspective Hmm. of when you have done all these interviews that's a yeah that's a really good question i'd have to kind of think about think through the people that I've had on the show generally I feel like the the majority of the people on the show don't just recreate things they reinterpret them so they're taking these characters and the iconography of Star Wars and telling their own stories or or putting their own spin on it you know I think of people like um, Sonny Zeke Zaxum he does a great job of of putting really hilarious spins on these characters and these stories that we know um so that's kind of the general consensus I, f- I feel like I've noticed is more people are are doing their own thing. But there are plenty of photographers I haven't had on the show who are are doing the opposite and just taking these amazing recreations of, of the movie scenes um, or, or shots that look very close to movie scenes. You know, I'm thinking of scenes of just Jedis fighting stormtroopers or stormtroopers battling in the in the trenches and there's explosions happening. Those are reinterpretations of things that they've seen um but in a different way than something you know like i said that i'm doing or or sunny's doing they're they're kind of recreating the look and feel of star wars but telling new stories and 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 new scenarios that we haven't seen in the films that but that could attend potentially take place you know in between the lines i guess uh you know space battles we might not have seen and and 
face-offs we might not have seen between characters, stuff like that. So, so I think it all just depends on the photographer and and maybe the aesthetic that they're going for, and then also the the message that they're trying to say. I also think of people uh, like like Shelley, for instance, who or or you who take these Star Wars characters, you know, whether it's a Lego minifigure or or a stormtrooper action figure. And take photos with them that are completely not connected to Star Wars, but are just using the iconography of the characters to tell their own new stories um, that aren't set within the Star Wars universe. So, so that's kind of the beauty of Star Wars, I think, is it allows for so many different people to tell so many different stories because Star Wars itself is this universal, iconic property that we all recognize. And so when you get to play with some of those characters... It, it immediately gives you a unique angle for your photo and something to, to play with because of the built-in story with those. So, so yeah, it's, I, I know I'm kind of going back and forth on my answer here. <laughs> um, I guess it, it just depends is my answer. <laughs> yeah, it depends. And, and, um, when I have listened through the podcast, I realize that you are really a, a person that loves um, pop culture. In, in mm-hmm. I know that because I never know the references to to the right movie or to Marvel or DC or Star Wars <laughs> or Star Trek. And you know it like your Wikipedia every time. <laughs> <laughs> and I can always get the right out. I really love that. And, and uh, listening through the, the podcast, and as you are the host, uh, it kind of reflects your interests as well and and i that's part of the charm with the podcast because getting mm. this pop culture references is so nice especially for me that it's always falling back on fairy tales and and other references and thinking about the podcast i really i would love to have I know that you have done reviews during the year about movies but i would love to have put the a review towards a movie and pick out scenes that would be amazing to work with as photographer as a photographer to mm-hmm. to actually go for Batman in no he wasn't it wasn't Batman Spider Man <laughs> Spider Man <laughs> in Paris and and picking out those scenes that a photographer really has a hang up on and would do their own recreation of or spin off and make another story around. I would love mm-hmm. to hear that podcast. I'm missing those podcast episodes. <laughs> you might be in luck, actually, because I'm, I'm kind of thinking at the moment, I just messaged the uh, Toy Photographers editorial group in our, in our Slack group uh, yesterday or this morning about Rise of Skywalker, because I was just thinking about how that might be a, a fun podcast review to, to not only share our own thoughts about the film, but also, just as you were saying, you know, ask... Uh, looking at it from a toy photographer's yeah. toy photographer's perspective what what do you think of the you know the characters in this film as opposed to the expectations you had of them because of the toys that we've been seeing for months and months you know did uh, like uh, i think of the sith troopers from rise of skywalker i'm not going to spoil anything from the movie but they have Spoiler been, away. you know, it's the new red <laughs> stormtroopers um that people have toy photographers have really latched onto and they're awesome designs now that we've seen the movie, what do we think of those characters, and did they live up to the the designs that we had, in, or the stories we had in our head because of the toy designs and stuff? So, so I'm interested in, in hearing that angle, and then also, yeah, what what in the film inspires you as a photographer? Were there certain 
moments? Were there certain scenes that you might want to recreate? Mm -hmm. Are there certain character developments that then are going to inform future photos that you take? Um, I, I have been thinking a lot since seeing the film, what kind of photos I'm going to take now using characters from the movie, you know? And so I, so I'm really interested to hear other people's perspective on that. So, um, so yeah, I think you're here, uh, on the right track there, uh, cause that's something I'm, I'm thinking about doing in the new year. And, um, and, uh, yeah, if it's definitely one of those things too, I want to know, what people are interested in hearing on the show, if that is something people want to know, or if there are other angles or topics we could discuss. Um, I, I, I'm always not necessarily stressing, but always thinking about the episodes that I have and the variety and the episodes. And am I delivering content that people actually want to listen to or, or would be interested in, or is it just something I'm interested in? So, so I'm really curious to hear other people's thoughts. And if they do want to hear something like that, please just, just let me know. And, uh, and we'll consider all those I ideas. Want, I want to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to ask anyone else. Just satisfy me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I definitely want to do it for, for Rise of Skywalker and maybe the Mandalorian as well. Um, I know that a lot of people around the world haven't had a chance to see that yet, but but that that this year has sparked my creativity more than anything else, and and I'd love to talk with with other photographers about that too, like how they have responded to the show and and some of the things the show has has introduced into the universe and stuff like that. So so yeah so yeah going forward, who knows uh, what we're gonna have, but that's definitely something I want to do. Is I, I love doing reviews, as you said, I love pop culture, and it's just one of those things I just remember facts and 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 characters and stuff it just really clicks with me and so it's fun for me to talk about those things um and yeah approaching them from a photography angle i think would be really fun for the show so so i want to do more of that stuff in in 2020 so we'll see but you have done reviews during t- 2019 as well you did the mm-hmm. re- lego movie review how do you prepare for an episode like that uh yeah the the lego movie review that was really fun i did that with uh layla and cindy um brick and mortar and coney dog and uh that one was was kind of easier to to get into just because it's a lego movie so you know right away it clicks really well with the community and is something i think people would automatically be interested in like if you're a lego photographer i kind of have a suspicion you're going to go want to see the lego movie so so that it was kind of an easy choice in, in that respect but going through the movie was really fun because as lego photographers ourselves we were able to notice things or or get excited by certain images or or character developments and stuff like that because we were so invested in the, in the toys and telling our own stories with the toys already and seeing creative uses of lego on the big screen is is it's like toy photography on a run a huge scale essentially and so it's, it's really fun to see that and talk about that um so that was a, a fun episode as far as like preparing i just basically uh, went and saw the movie and then uh, formulated questions afterwards based on what i had seen and what i thought layla and cindy might might want to talk about or you know things that we could discuss or plot points or anything like that we could expand upon in the in the podcast so you didn't sit in the movie and just wrote your notes during oh no (laughs) (laughs) i would never do that (laughs) no i I know that people do that like uh, film critics and stuff like that but i'm somebody who has to uh it's hard for me to focus on more than one thing so if i'm watching the movie i've got to like watch 
the movie and not think about anything else. Um, but I have no problem with thinking about the movie afterwards. And as I mentioned earlier, I listen to podcasts. I listen to a lot of movie review podcasts. So those have kind of inspired my movie review episodes. Um, and so it's, it's after I see a movie, I usually listen to the podcast about it. I read blog posts and stuff like that. So I really get invested in the movie after the fact, if, it, if it's a good movie and one that I'm curious about. And luckily, Lego Movie 2 was. Um, so, so it's easy for me after the fact to, to remember things and, and know kind of which questions I want to ask because, because I myself am still so invested mm. in it. During the year, you have done, you have promised, or at least you gave yourself, maybe you gave Alan, you and Alan had this conversation in the beginning of the year, talking about New Year's resolutions and talking about that you were going to do more printing during the year. Hmm. And then you did this printing episode with me and, and Shelley. Have you done, mm -hmm. have you done more printing during the year? Um... Yes and no. Um, by yes, I mean I've printed a couple photos this year. Um, <laughs> and and by no, I mean I haven't done that for any reason other than like gifts for people. You know, I've taken a few. Uh, now, I, I love doing toy photography as gifts, like uh, birthday gifts, Christmas yeah. gifts, stuff like that, just because it's a it's fun. It's a fun way for me to give somebody a personal gift and a unique gift. And, and it's fun for me to think of the individual person and, and how I might be able to take a toy photo that appeals to them. Like for instance, my, my dad loves fixing old cars. So I just went and I got this, uh, a really cool like toy truck of, of an old car that he had worked on before. And I took a photo of it and gave that to him for his birthday. So, so I've been doing that more and more this year. And that involves just printing, you know, at like Costco or, or something like that. So, so I haven't done any serious photo printing as a, as I had kind of wanted to do at the beginning of the year. And as we had kind of discussed in our podcast episode, I just, this year was way busier and crazier than I had anticipated it being. And, um, I, I used my, my limited time for art in, in different ways, but, but going forward, that's still something on my wish list that I want to do is, is learn how to print my photos and, and how to, um, how to, how to sell my work and, and all of that stuff. So, um, Maybe we'll be doing more podcasts about that in the future so that I can get more notes <laughs> from you guys <laughs> because, because uh, yeah, there was a lot of great insight shared in those. So, so if people are interested in printing their work, I definitely recommend going back and listening to, to that episode. Yeah, I, I'm thinking about it. You also did this um, episode with Lissy about projects, and we have talked a lot about mm -hmm. projects during our theme episodes. I don't remember if it was last year or this year, whenever it was. Uh, and I know that the episode with Lissy from the beginning of 2019 has these really great uh, uh, insights on what to think about when you do a project. Have you used any insights from those episodes? Or from Liz's uh, insights? Yeah, um, I I feel bad that I don't remember exactly the insights that she gave in that, or or the advice that she gave towards the end. I remember it being very very good advice. Um, I this year my projects were definitely something that I had struggled with working on, um, and uh, at the beginning of the year and, and doing those episodes 
doing that episode with Lizzie, and I think we talked about it on the blog a few times, uh, was really helpful to kind of work through my own issues with projects. And um, so this year, I didn't I didn't tend to take on more projects than I that that. I didn't tend to take on more projects like I usually do. I usually, in years past, kind of pick a pick a project that I think would be exciting, and I and I devote a bit of time to it, and then halfway through, I kind of fizzle out and I get tired of it, or or a new project idea pops into my head, and I start with that one instead. Um, this year, I kind of took a step back and just allowed myself to just be creative as it came to me. So, you know. I've, I talked about talked to Alan about this on our social media anxiety episode uh, a few weeks ago, where um, I, you know I, I used to always be concerned about like the integrity of my Instagram feed and like what it would look like if if you looked at the grid of all my photos, you know, does it just look like a random smattering of, of a bunch of things and and should it be curated in some way and 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 I've learned to just let all of that go and, and not focus on that and just follow my creativity wherever it goes and um take random shots if that's how it is you know like uh when we were doing our monochrome challenge i was taking bright poppy colorful photos of dia de los muertos you know and and during these like wintry months i've been taking desert photos because of my recent podcast or uh, pod racer review for the blog so so i've been i've allowed myself to to be less beholden on on those kind of uh prompts or projects or or restrictions on my work and just to let myself be more free and and post whatever I, I feel like posting so so in that respect I think I've kind of broken free of my project anxiety and and the need to always be working on on something cohesive or, or something that ties all, all my photos together um and now I'm able to just kind of just let it be. Um, I still have project ideas and things that I want to focus on, and I, I do kind of work on little photo series at, at, at a time. Like if I and usually that's just because of convenience. If I have a desert setup in my office, I don't want to take a photo, tear it down, build something else, tear that down, build the desert back up to take another. You know, I'll kind of go through. And take as many photos as I can with a certain setup before I just kind of get burned out and lose ideas, and then I'll mix it up. So, so I do things like that, and maybe eventually those will get turned into projects or something. But, but right now I'm really, I'm less project oriented and more focused just on the individual photos and, and following whatever creative bug I have at the at that moment. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm listening to the the episode with you and Alan about anxiety and thinking about the viewer and having all these algorithm deciding who you are and what you are um, mm-hmm. that's a strange part of being part of a, of a community on the internet do you think a lot about that when you do the podcasts as well thinking about the listener and what he or she thinks about the the, the stuff you do yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, for me too, it's hard because I, for my day job, I work as a social media marketer and, and graphic designer. So I'm always at work thinking about the best time to post something, the best, you know, the right opportunity to do something, um, the right time to post something because of sales or, or attention or, or whatever the case might be. So I think at work, I'm always 
dealing with those problems. And so then when I am doing my own work, I'm then thinking, okay, well, what's the best time to post on Instagram to get the most engagement on my photo, to get the most likes, to, to have it, you know, to, to latch on to something that might be trending in order to then make my photo more popular. You know, I, I, I tend to, that tends to be my knee-jerk reaction because that's how I have to think at work. So it's hard for me to, to when I'm doing my own personal stuff, to, to let that go because I'm working on the same platforms that I'm working on at work. So it's hard to, to separate the, the, the right practices, I guess you could say. Um, but as, as I said, I'm trying to, to let those things go and to, to not focus on that so much. It, you know, when I started doing toy photography, I was taking, I was just so excited about it. I was taking Lego photos. I was taking multiples a day and I would just take a photo and post it. And I would just take another photo, and if it was even that day, I would I would post it, or I'd wait until the morning and post it. I would just post everything I took because I was just excited about it. And over time, as I got more invested in the community and and that and that kind of thing, I became more hesitant about when to post and stuff like that. And so with the podcast, it's kind of been the same thing where I think, okay what is coming up in the on the calendar should there be an episode that ties into something topical at the moment is there going to be a, a certain angle or a certain photographer or something like that that's going to resonate right now more with other people uh the, finding the right day to post the podcast episode that was something i had to consider you know posting on the weekends or posting on the weekdays or, or anything like that and that has changed over time and that is something that i stressed about you know it's like okay if if we're moving from weekly episodes to bi-weekly episodes, how's our engagement going to be? Are people still going to care about the show on a week-to-week basis, on a bi-weekly basis as opposed to a week-to-week basis? Are they going to you know, lose interest and move on to other things? How many podcast episodes am I going to have this year compared to last year? You know, just all of these different, I'm kind of a, an anxious person to begin with. Mm-hmm. So, so it's natural for me to get anxious about those things. But yeah, then the, the social media component and the, you know, the marketing component of it all makes me stress about it more and, and makes me feel guilty that I'm not doing more for the podcast, like a, a Patreon campaign or, or, you know, doing more to drive engagement off uh, on the show, like uh, plugging more of our social media channels or, or hosting more contests or asking for more reviews, all of that kind of stuff. It, 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 it's all kind of a lot to, to juggle and think about. And so honestly, right now, my my goal is to just not think about it too much and just do what feels right. That sounds and, good. Uh, I think that's a good decision. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've wanted to just stop being so hard on myself and to just to just go with it. And uh, you know, I, I, and the the great thing is, you know, I have made a lot of changes to the show, and we have gone to biweekly episodes, and and I feel like this year was a lot less structured than the beginning of the podcast. I had fewer fewer interview episodes more random topic and review episodes, uh, more laid back conversations as opposed to my highly edited conversations from the, from the first, you know, year I was doing this. And all of that I think has just actually been beneficial because it's made the show more natural for me and, uh, and, and easier for me to produce and, and less stressful, but also I haven't noticed a bunch of negative feedback from the community. I haven't noticed that fewer people are listening and downloading episodes. In fact, it might be the opposite. You know, we had a lot of downloads this year, more growth than we had in the first year and more participation in our themes that you and I do. Um, You know, constantly we're just seeing a lot of the same people participate each and every month and we're seeing new people all the time come in. And so 
that has been really helpful for me to see too, that yes, I can stress about all of these things, but at the end of the day, if people are interested in the show, they're going to find it. And if they like it, they're going to continue listening to it. And if they're interested in a particular theme, they're going to participate. You know, I just, I, I've learned to let go of all of the, the controlling aspects that, that I want to hold on to and just let, let the community do what, do what it will. I, I can't control other people. I can't force them to, to be interested or, or trick them into being interested with a catchy headline or something. You know, I just, I, I've learned to just let it be and, and, take what may basically yeah but but i think it during the second year it, it has matured a lot as well because uh, you have picked i can feel a more more of you through the podcast uh, and the first year was more stressed about getting people on the show every week trying to mm-hmm. actually put it on the air so people knew it were there and kind of the second year we feel oh it's coming James will find someone to talk to. <laughs> I'm glad you were calm about it because some weekend weeks I was like, oh no, I don't have an episode. What am I going to do? <laughs> so uh, there is one episode that uh, that I kind of fell in love with, listening through the episodes from last year, and that's the the one you did with Peter Ross, uh, hmm. Stormtrooper Pete. I. And the reason I really love that episode is that I got some insights, or at least I reflected upon my own photography when I heard Pete talk about his his photography and the way he uses the iPhone, or I think it's the iPhone he uses, for his photography and what app he uses and how he does it. And, And I really thought how difficult it is to learn new techniques <laughs> mm-hmm. and i'm so, i was so impressed that you had found him did you know that he was a, a mobile photographer when you started the interview did you know when you found him on, on online or how do you actually find these people <laughs> uh with pete he's somebody i'd just been following for a while but i had no idea that he had done so much mobile photography work and and a lot of what he does doesn't even have any wires in it you know he'll be working with a bunch of figures that are just perfectly balanced in the sand and he he somehow makes it work you know um so i was really impressed hearing kind of his process and and the thing and the ways that he approaches his work and and that's something that i i wanted to do this show for and to Sorry, let me rephrase that. That's a, one of the reasons I wanted to do this show in the first place was to hear people's processes and 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 really talk to you know I've I've seen all of these people's work and that's how I how I know them and connect with them, but then actually talking to them and, and having them walk me through their process and their ideas and the way they do things has been really fascinating, and and was the whole reason I wanted to do the show in the first place. Um, so so that's that that was a story with Pete, but with other people. Um, I do, I do, I have mentioned, you know, I have like a list of guests and, and guest stars that I'd like to have on the show. And a lot of that are, are just people that I'm a fan of, you know, f- uh, photographers that I've been following for a long time or people whose work I notice. Um, but that tends to just kind of be more of a guideline or more just a, a notebook, you know, in, in the back of my mind is like people I could approach for the show the the actual process of finding people to talk to has actually been a lot more organic than that it's just 
yes, I do have some people on the list, and I'll, I'll approach them, and I interview multiple people at once, so that, because I've learned that scheduling is a really tough thing to do, especially with people all over the world in different time zones, working different schedules, so... Um, I've learned to reach out to multiple people at a time uh, so that I always have something happening. And then um, really, though, the people I'm approaching are just somebody will will catch my attention on Instagram and I'll think, ooh, that's really interesting. I want to kind of talk through this process or, ooh, this is somebody who's who's uh, photographing something I, I haven't talked about before, like uh, Astrid uh, Haylight uh, <laughs> at hey.light on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How her work that was one of my favorite episodes because she was just so wonderful but then also she's working at a medium i've never worked in before which is those tiny little like pricer uh, railroad model scale people um and miniatures so that was something I, i was just curious about and interested in um so when i discovered her work i think maybe she posts she posted a guest post on the blog or i discovered her on instagram at some point and right away i was like "Ooh, this is really great i want to talk to her and so i just reached out to her so so that happens a lot too where i'll just discover somebody new or somebody will post a six image narrative on the blog or something that'll catch my attention so so it's kind of been a really organic process or a, a lot of times i you know i will admit there there are just times where I need to get an episode out and I had an interview fall through. Mm-hmm. So then I'll reach out to somebody on the blog or, or in our editorial team and just say, hey, who's around this weekend? Is there a fun topic we could discuss? Or, hey, I just saw this movie. Anybody want to join in on, on a review for it or something? So there have been those times, too, where the episodes are just kind of last minute decisions. But those are even really fun for me to do, just the general topic episodes and talking through some of these techniques and issues with people that I've had on the show before or people that I already have relationships with. Those make for really comfortable conversations, easy episodes for me to produce and and release, um, especially at short notice, but also adds some good variety to the show, I think. So um, I'll probably be doing more of that in the new year. Um, but, uh, but I kind of forgot what your initial question was. Oh, oh, the people. Um, Yeah. 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 So it is just kind of random and organic sometimes. Um, and then sometimes, yeah, it is, I'll, I'll think, well, I've had, you know, four Star Wars people in a row. I've got to, I've got to do something else and get somebody else in here. So, so that happens too. Is it hard to, to, to talk to people that don't have English as their first language? Like Astrid, what's, I, I really love that episode. <laughs> uh, those who haven't yeah. heard that, uh, go back. It's in the beginning of 1920. 2019 uh, and mm-hmm. um, there is some difficulties with the language there but, but I really love it and you work it through so well is it hard? yeah yeah that episode <laughs> worked really well just because she had her um her goddaughter helping us out with translations and and you know I ha- I always send my questions ahead of time to the guests I uh, you know when I when I finally pick somebody to to interview I'll kind of start following you know usually I'm following these people, but I'll start following them on social media or follow them more closely. And I'll, I'll really do a deep dive into their feed and all of their work. And if they have links, I'll go to their websites. I'll look at the blog posts they've written, all of that stuff. Um, but before I really do that, I'll just reach out to people and see if they're interested. And then if they are, then I'll, I'll do that deep dive and come up with questions and give them the questions ahead of time so that they have some kind of idea of what I'll be asking and where the conversation is going to go. Um, so that has been helpful with people that don't speak English or, or English isn't their first language because then they have time to prepare their answers if they need to. They have time to 
have somebody look over my questions and maybe translate them and, and make sense of some of them. So it's one of those things where it has been a challenge at times or it has been a hurdle, but it's never been impossible. And it's, it's, only, it's only been something that actually, I think, adds uh, some character to the show and, and really f- showcases the diversity in our community and how many people around the world are, are all engaging in this hobby together. And so for that reason, I, I love doing those episodes. Um, and, you know, speaking with somebody like you who has great English, but you, you know, it's it's great to to talk to somebody like you who's on the other side of the world every single month and and have a con- this connection with you and through our work and stuff. And um, and I'm glad that that language doesn't have to be a barrier for, for those kinds of things either. It can be. It can be really hard to find the right words. <laughs> oh, I bet. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm saying this from the the easy side of the conversation. <laughs> I, I'm sure it's difficult sometimes, but but you do a great job. So thank you. I wasn't. <laughs> I wasn't reaching for that, but thank you. <laughs> I know that you, for a fact, I know you started this podcast actually to to learn to to get insights about yourself to learn or from photographers around the world to get more create your own critique creativity to to spark and to find new ways of expressing yourself during this second year what have you actually learned james hmm. um I, I i've learned a lot about myself and and i've talked a bit about that on the show so far you know just uh the anxieties i can tend to have and the doubts i can have in myself and trying to overcome some of those things I've also learned a lot about my artistic voice and and the my aesthetic and, and things like that over time as I've developed as a photographer as I've talked to more people. Um, that's one of the things I love about doing the show is talking to, you know, usually when I'm inviting somebody on, it's because I like their work and I'm curious about their work and I I'm inspired by it, so I want to talk to them to hear, you know, okay, how do you how do you do these kinds of setups or why do you fo- photograph these kind of toys that I I never thought about before. So, so that's something really beneficial for me is just getting all this insight from other photographers. Um, and, and hopefully, you know, through the show, the listeners are, are getting the same kind of insight and getting inspired themselves. I've been inspired by a few of our guests this year to try new things. I think of uh, Hugh Hughes and his amazing, like, wide screen or you know wide uh, angle setups and he has he just creates these really cool landscapes using yeah. paper and sand and stuff like that um i'm doing stuff like that right now just because i was inspired by him my uh, recent pod racer review on the toy photographer's blog i created a little tattooing desert setup using nothing but construction paper and uh, that was all inspired by hugh you know or um uh even talking to people like uh, Jerry Wilson, he was a really interesting interview to have this year. He he does the uh, Marvel Legends packaging art. So talking to him from more of a like product photography perspective, and and getting some insight there, and applying some product photography techniques to my own photos. You know, I used to kind of go for more realism in my shots or kind of hiding the fact that some of my action figures were toys and stuff like that. But talking to him and and learning how with product photography you're really just trying to highlight the the product itself and and exaggerate it just a little bit and learning that and and applying that to my own work so now in my photos I'm really exaggerating the colors and I'm making them more saturated and I'm exaggerating some of the details or or showcasing the fact that things are toys and stuff like that so so learning some new just hearing how other people approach their work and why they do things 
has inspired me to to test new things myself. Um, and I've and I've learned a lot of great stuff along the way. And I've and I've uh, been inspired by so many different people on the show. So just for me personally, doing the show has been beneficial for for that in that respect. Um, but also, it's just so great for me to connect with all of these people and then think of their work in a different way that I didn't think of before. You know, when I'm first seeing these people, I'm seeing them as as just a fan. But then as I've as I talk to them and dig into their their feeds and their catalogs and stuff like that, then I learn about their work and learn about why they're doing certain things. And then in turn, that makes me think about why I'm doing certain Mm -hmm. things. So, so yeah, it just, it goes hand in hand where I'm really, I'm getting inspired by them and I'm, I'm learning from them, but I'm also, I'm hoping that through the podcast, I'm sharing that insight with the community as well. So other people can, can benefit from these, these other great photographers as well. Yeah, I think, when I listen to the podcast, I start reflecting on my my own photography and the obstacles mm-hmm. I see <laughs> and why <laughs> I don't use wide-angle lenses for one <laughs> thing. <laughs> I would never do landscape. <laughs> it's difficult and you have to have everything in control and... That's not me. <laughs> yeah, well, that's why I love doing our um, our technical theme episodes. You know, is you know, you and I pick something like landscape or portraits or or diptychs, and it's it's pushing us out of our comfort zones yeah. and making us work in 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 ways that we usually don't or or wouldn't think to do and so like this last one we're doing a monochrome photos. I usually don't think in monochrome. I think with bright poppy colors. So really stripping all that away forced me to rethink the photo and work work through the problem and, and come up with something that I felt utilized the medium in a, in a specific way and so that's what I love about our those episodes is I always learn something and it always makes me focus on my work in a different way or really consider the choices that I'm making you know when either when we're doing those or when I'm coming up with questions for other photographers it's hard not to then think well how come I photograph Star Wars all the time or how come I have never done a diptych before or you know whatever the case might be so it's yeah it's it's impossible I think not to, to to do something like this a long project like this and not have it reflect back on your own work and um, I think that's partly why over the last couple of years the pot I've spoken up more on the podcast and I'm now sharing more of my own experiences at the beginning I kind of just wanted to be a uh, you know an impartial almost like third person omniscient like presence like don't worry about me I'm just asking the questions I'm just a bug on the wall <laughs> yeah yeah but it but it's kind of hard to do a show like that and to, and to do a show like this where you're really talking to people and, and discussing these things so now now that I'm more confident in my own artistic choices and more curious and and open to to new ideas it's become easier for me on the show to talk about myself and and talk about my work and and uh i i always worry i'm talking too much especially like moments like this but um <laughs> you're supposed but, uh, to talk yeah, a lot <laughs> it's, it's been one of those good things so. <laughs> you're supposed to give your insights about the podcast here i'm <laughs> i'm just the one who's going to put it out there to get you to talk about it <laughs> well you're doing a great job thank you <laughs> uh, that's good because you have i've also prepared some question in forehand so you so you knew <laughs> anyway yes, yeah, and i wrote myself long notes so. <laughs> uh, that's awesome but, but the, during this year you also decided early on 
I, we 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 talk every every we talk every month. If people haven't understand that <laughs> until now, <laughs> they need to know that. And I know that you told me it's early in January that you would take time off and actually mm-hmm. make space for vacation so you wouldn't work all the time and all the time and during your first vacation me and Shelley filled the air for you how was that to, to actually oh that was great <laughs> <laughs> could you guys do that again <laughs> no it was um it, it first of all yes it was great to to take some time off from the show and uh and, and at the moment, I'm taking a because we're we're recording this right before the Christmas and and right at the end of the year, so I'm taking a little bit of of time off work at the moment, and things are a little slower. And it's so nice to just unplug, and um, and not stress about the things I usually stress about. So um, I definitely recommend people don't be afraid to to take vacation or to say, hey, I've I'm burned out. I need some time for myself. That's really important, and it's more important to do that for yourself than to release a podcast every single week. You know, um, so so learning that lesson myself was really beneficial. But um, but yeah, taking that month off in May from the podcast was was kind of surreal having new episodes come out on my show that I had nothing to do with and wasn't even on, you know, <laughs> so that was kind of weird. Um, but once I got over that and just, you know, it was fun to see uh, see new episodes show up in the feed. It was great to hear your guys' perspective on new topics and, and to hear a conversation on the show that, that I wasn't a part of. And so it, it kind of gives me hope that someday, you know, I'm going to probably step away from doing this or pass it on to somebody else. And, and, um, don't worry, it's not going to be anytime soon, but, um, <laughs> it gives me hope that, you know, the podcast, the podcast is bigger than me and, and it has a life of its own outside of, of me. And I know that I've, I'm the host of it and I produced it and I, and I started it, but, but really the podcast belongs to the community and to the blog. And so it makes me hopeful that, that, you know, you guys could come in and, and have great conversations like that on the show. And, uh, and, you know, hopefully we can do other stuff like that in the future and involve even more of you guys and more of the other um, people on the blog, too. Yeah, because thinking of it, it's like the blog when Shelley just announced, was it last week, that she's stepping down and actually yeah. leaving mm-hmm. the editorial uh, community on the blog and leave, leaving it to community to take over. And she'll, she won't resign and she will be a part of the community and she's all talking and I probably she will probably I would guess she would blog as well and I think that's in it's important to feel that to feel that you have these motion in life and you there is tides and there is ebb and floods and you you will have Mm -hmm. to have time off and come back and go and so on. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, yeah, it makes me sad to see Shelly go from um, from the ball. And like you said, she's not going away, but but it makes me sad to see her step down just because she has been such a, a great person to, to work with on the blog and has been such a great champion for our community and the blog itself and, and a great leader of this team. So Shelly, thank you for everything that you've done and, and continue to do for us. Um, so it makes me sad to see her kind of step away, but also at the same time, it makes me excited for her because she's moving on to to a new creative journey and and the next step for her and I'm I'm so excited for what that might mean and, and where she's going to go next and, and the new things that she's getting involved with so so yeah it is one of those things where it, it's it's more exciting for me that that somebody is is 
growing and and moving on with their creative journey and uh and I, yeah i'm just i'm so excited to see see what that does for her and and i'm sure that eventually that'll happen to me i'll i'll say you know what i've done enough podcast episodes I've, i'm ready to move on to something else or or i just don't have time to do this anymore you know who knows what's going to happen but but yeah it gives me hope that that the community around these things is so strong that there are other people who can take up the mantle or 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 continue working on something that you were doing before and um yeah, it, ju- it just shows how, how great this community is. And I think that's such a, such a hope in that, you know, that some will now leave, someone else will take up the, the, uh, the, the, the thread and follow it the, mm-hmm. and go on with it. It's, that's amazing. And I really... Yeah, it's, ex- it's exciting. Yeah, yeah, it is. And do something new with it. It's something that is them like this podcast is a reflection of you and your interests the next host will have their interest and be a reflection Mm -hmm. of that one yeah yeah exactly so so i'm excited for that and i've seen other you know other photographers in the community are starting their own podcast which is so exciting you know to to see them doing this themselves and and sharing their own experiences and and you know sharing an, another aspect of this journey that that I might not be aware of or, or I didn't know about before so so that's exciting to see too is people just really taking off and and doing their own stuff with with this kind of medium in this community so so I'm excited for all of those kinds of things too yeah and, and I'm not going to say I'm going to rack it up because then people think it's only five minutes left and I'm not sure we'll <laughs> be finished in five minutes but but to come to to almost the end I'm going to ask about you and I do podcast every month about a theme and thinking about those theme through the year we have done 10 theme I think maybe nine nine or ten yeah there, yeah we did 10 this year mm-hmm. is there some is there a theme that stands out for you that you thought oh this is 2019 for me yeah it was funny kind of going back through some of our themes because i forgot that we had done some of these or, or that these were this year was the uh the diptych episodes as i've mentioned and then the three recreation episodes that we did yeah. where we recreated uh one of our own photos we recreated each other's photos and we recreated one of our favorite photos from another uh, artist, not necessarily a, a toy photographer. So those, I think that that series was probably my favorite exercise that we did because it 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 gave me uh, my favorite thing to do with these themes is to do some kind of technique or or something like that. Not necessarily like I love doing the seasons and and themes like death and stuff like that, but the uh, the themes that really click with me more are the. Uh, the, t- the techniques of doing something like landscapes or doing something like diptychs and recreations was a great marriage of the two where we were both able to uh, to use the technique of, of recreating somebody's photos and think about what that what that really means for us creatively and what it means to recreate somebody's work and are we doing is it fan fiction is it just uh, are we just recreating something shot for shot like what is the the reasoning behind it so focusing on that aspect was really really interesting to me, but then also the uh, the challenge itself of looking back at one of my own photos and looking at one of your photos. It was so fun to go through your feed and pick something that resonated with me or I felt I could put my own spin on, and and so I think yeah that three part challenge was my favorite just because of everything involved with it and and doing something in three parts like that 
was really fun to just stick with one subject for a while and think of it from these three different angles and, and how the challenge evolved depending on whose work we were trying to recreate that that was really interesting to me as well so so yeah I think that was my favorite do you have a favorite from from this year I thinking about the year it feels like those recreation themes we did they feel like million years ago <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah I couldn't believe it when I saw that they were this year yeah <laughs> because it felt such a long way it's such a long way it's so it's such a long time ago but looking at those images and realizing that the image I feel that was so close to me was a recreation of your image because <laughs> recreating your uh, flying object or your flying ship uh, aircraft whatever it was it made me think of doing a flying stormtrooper. It is in episode sixty-five, and for me, thinking about back on that photo, it has nothing to do with you anymore. It's only I have all I had all <laughs> forgotten that it was that you sparked that idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's totally your photo, yeah, which, which I love. Yeah, yeah, but that's so interesting when you kind of. When the work internalized with your own work, and you kind of forget the the way you got the idea or the uh, spark, or and I, looking at it, I, I remember it so clear. I know that I went through your feed, and I found these amazing image of of aircrafts flying in the back as <laughs> against the sun, and I really loved them. And I, when I did, I did a, a photo last week. No, I did a photo this week on Wednesday, and I thought about that image of the flying stormtroopers with the the strings through the from the tree, and I, I didn't, and I, I, I thought that was one of my best images, and I realised <laughs> it was because of you, <laughs> because you put that idea in my head. Why are we working with this? Uh, or our challenges or whatever we call them. I really, I love that one. I love the way it makes me feel. And I love the recreation of a favorite photo as well. Because I love the 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 image I made of um, <laughs> one of my Swedish. That I really love him. But, but I have never thought of him as uh, uh, inspiration for toy photography and using that crucifix, ima crucifix image and making mm -hmm. it with my stormtrooper. It made me really work around my own photography and that, I would say, the recreation as well. <laughs> I'm boring. <laughs> <laughs> but on the other hand, I really love the theme we have done uh, around um, fall and uh, the seasons because there was such a widespread so many people in the community participated and I really mm -hmm. felt so blessed that all these people kind of felt that they wanted to take part in doing photography together with us and and that is such a marvelous feeling yeah it really is that's that's why I love those challenges as well is that they they really do strike a nerve with the community and I think it's as, as I kind of mentioned earlier, there's just something, it's easier to, to latch onto a, a photo like that that talks about death or the seasons or something where um, it's maybe a topic people are already thinking about or, or something they, they already are familiar with and, and have something to say. So it's really 
great to, to do a topic like that and see the conversation that springs up because of it and the kinds of photos people, people take. Uh, I forget which one it was. Maybe it was our, um, our summer photos were just a lot of them looked similar. You know, people just had the, a lot of similar ideas and a lot of similar themes that, that they had and just really reminded us of how universal some of these themes are or, or how people could take similar ideas and do wildly different photos with them, even though they had similar subjects and, and stuff like that. So, so I love doing those too, just to see the, the engagement in the community and how a certain topic might strike a nerve and, and, lead to some really amazing images from people yeah and i wish we had more time so we could talk about all the submissions mm -hmm. we always have to make choices in forehand otherwise we would yeah. talk for hours <laughs> yeah it's, it's hard especially when people you know when we get like 30 submissions for something it's like oh we're we can only pick like three to five you know it's like how much do we have time to to do so so that's why i encourage people every time we do one of those to to go check out the hashtag and look at all of the photos that people submitted and and i try to include as many as i can on the blog post and, and link back to where people can find the others just because there there are so many amazing images out there and so many creative people doing interesting work with the themes that uh, that yeah mm. I just I, I wish there was a way we could showcase them all, um, and it's, yeah but that's uh, that's a whole other podcast yeah and it's <laughs> a know? great way to get inspiration as I I said about your photo looking through your photo stream and doing that recreation and if you don't have the time to participate in the theme episode or the theme on MeWe or whatever look through the the images that other people do on that theme to get inspiration on on solutions and way to portray it through images uh, it's actually I've said that I've said this so many times on the podcast a great way to become a, a better photographer is to actually look at other people's photography <laughs> yeah i i don't think i would be the photographer i am right now if it weren't for this podcast and and working so closely with you month after month and, and seeing all these great listener submissions and, and talking to so many different people on the show it just has i can't even tell you how much it has made me rethink my own work and my own choices and, and inspired me to learn new things and and uh, I, I'm really proud of where my photography has come in the last couple of years. And, and it's definitely because of this podcast. So so for that, I thank you and I thank all of our listeners for, for being along with me on this journey and helping me as an artist grow, grow as well. And, and hopefully other people are, are having similar experiences with working with us on these and listening to the podcast, you know. Um, because, yeah, it, it has just been such a, a great creative experience. I can only agree. I think it's so amazing to be part of the podcast, listening to the podcast to reflect upon my own work. And everybody knows that when we come to this section in the podcast, the love bombing section, where we actually <laughs> just tend to give one another compliments about our works and how important we are to one another we are going towards the end and so is this episode as well but but i have a uh, two questions left so i'm going for those okay is there a <laughs> list of photographers you want to have as uh, guests on the post uh, on the podcast and uh, i'm really curious if there is could I get one, two, or three names from that list? 
yeah, if uh, if those people are listening and you happen to be on the list, please reach out to me. Uh, it's not because I don't want you on the show. I just haven't reached out. Um, yeah, as I mentioned earlier in the show, there there is always a, a working list of, of people that I'm interested in getting on the show or I, I discover their work and think, oh, I've got to talk to this person. So, so I put them on the list. Um, and yeah, the list is always ever changing and it's it's organic and there are new people that get added all the time. And it's one of those things where it's it's not nece- not even necessarily a wish list it's just like everybody that I I, I guess it, it's just a wish list of people I would love to talk to and so some of them I you know are people that I don't even know and that's probably why I haven't uh, gotten some of these people on it's it's easier for me to to reach out to somebody I already have spoken with before or am familiar with their work already um, so those are kind of the people that tend to be on the show but uh, but yeah my list is always growing I guess I can share a couple names. Yeah, I... yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, some of the people I would love to get on the show um, is uh, the AFOL, uh, definitely. He's been on my list for a long, long time. Uh, Eric, I, I forget what his last name is, but he's a member of Brick Central. Uh, amazing, amazing yeah, Lego photographer. Amazing. Um, many people have suggested I get him on the show. Um, he's been on my list since the very, very beginning, but I just haven't uh, just haven't reached out for, for various reasons or just haven't had the chance. Um, as I mentioned, this this year has just been incredibly crazy for me personally, so I did a, a lot less interviews that I normally do and did a lot more general topics and reviews and stuff like that. Um, but hopefully going forward, I can, I can do more interviews with some of these people. Um, yeah, so the A-Fall is definitely on there. Um, I would love to talk to um, Eva, Greater Beast. Um, she's somebody who I've met a few times at the meetups and, and really admire her work, but I know that she's a little a little nervous to be on mic. So, so Eva, I'm sorry for putting you on the spot here on the show. <laughs> but but if you're ever up for it, please, I, I'd love to chat with you. Um, so that the, uh, uh, Mitchell Wu is another person who I who has been on my list a long time, and he's actually I have invited him on, and he's interested in coming on, and, and we uh, are really excited to talk to each other, but just haven't had a t- had the chance yet because of his schedule and my schedule. So there are p- people like that too that are that are on my list, but just kind of waiting in the wings. So mm. so so there's there's a few names and teases for what might be coming. Um, I do have. I, I'm always curious if people want to know who's coming onto the show ahead of time, or if it's better to just each week or every other week. It's just, oh, here's who's on the episode. I'm always, um, I don't, I hate surprises. I always want to know <laughs> beforehand. <laughs> okay, cool. Well, I do have a few. Uh, I did just record an interview not too long ago with Julie Blair. She's at my siren on on Instagram. She's an amazing Lego photographer. I had a really great conversation yeah. with her, so that'll be up. Uh, relatively soon in the new year probably late January maybe early February I'm not sure and I'm working right now on getting interviews with people like uh, one six shooter uh, work more or less uh, so so those are exciting uh, amazing action figure photographers I've been wanting to talk to for a long time um, there's a, a great photographer who he was one of those people who I discovered just on the internet and then started following and he and I are now working on getting him scheduled is um his name is nicholas bush and he is um at flying the donut on instagram he does these amazing photos where he he built these uh like lord of the rings miniatures like he built an amazing hobbit house um and then he actually photographs those and then photographs real models like real people and composites them together so it looks like real people in these amazing like Lord of the Rings environments mm-hmm. and stuff. So I'm really excited to talk to him and and talk about photography like that. So so I do have a a few things in the works and people coming up. 
That sounds good. And my list is ever growing. Yeah. uh, I'm looking forward to next year then. I know that you have promised some new, some you said you kind of fall in. Um, you have promised me that you're going to do this episode about the new Star Wars and talk about it through a photographic lens. And I would love to hear more of those movie reviews. Looking yeah, at yeah, I, I, I'm really things. excited to do those. So, um, yeah, and, and I love that you were kind of on the same page about it, too. So that, that shows me that it's it at least something that other people would be interested in hearing yeah. as well. So. Everybody is like so. me. <laughs> uh, yeah, there... and, uh, and I do want to say, too, that there are some changes coming to the show in 2020. Um, just the natural progression of the show and the growth of the show and some things I've teased before, like being more connected to the blog and having more voices from our, our editorial team there and um, that's something that I'm going to be recording another episode of the podcast on to kind of talk about what's to come and the the kind of changing of, of things happening behind the scenes here so so look forward to that uh, I'm still kind of finalizing some of those details but this is it, it's going to be an exciting year for the show I think and um, and uh, yeah I'm just I'm just so glad to be here and so glad that all of the listeners have joined us for this too and and it's just been such an amazing journey so so I'm excited for for what's to come in year three to end this podcast episode I thought that you ought to give us some of your best podcast tips what should people listen to uh, in the new year if they can't listen to the toy photographers podcast because they have heard all the episodes is there a good really good uh, action figure podcasts or um, pop culture podcast that you can give insights on oh yeah i like that question because uh, like i said i listen to a ton of podcasts i'm behind on a lot of them at the moment um so so much for my vacation right <laughs> um so yeah there are you know if you're interested in movies and pop culture and stuff like that if you love movie reviews my favorite podcast of all time is called f this movie they're at f this movie.net and um just an amazing group of people there they've been doing it for eight or nine years now and uh just the best movie reviews and, and the amazing uh, amazing group of people they have so that's my favorite podcast if people are interested um some of the uh like creative podcasts and stuff i listen to i listen to um the lens work podcast is is an amazing uh, he re- they release like two or three episodes a week as well but it's an amazing photography podcast really short episodes and um they from uh, brooks jensen who runs the lens work magazine and he just always has such great insights and little topics that he'll talk about and those always if i'm like in the need for a blog post or something like that i'll listen to an episode of lens work because they always get me interested um in in specific topics because he always just has little talks to do um so so they they, those always give me ideas so so if anybody's looking for something like that lens work is great and uh other toy photography podcasts the uh toy photo cast just launched earlier in or late in 2019 and they're doing a really good job over there that's run by, um, I think his handle is Dagobah Customs, I think. He's had some really great guests on the show, including some people who have been on this show, like Plastic Jacks, I know, or uh, Plastic Action, um, Jax Navarro. He was just on an episode. So if you're interested in action figures and toy photography, there's another great toy photography podcast out there. Uh, they're at Toy Photocast. So 
Okay. And and we've talked before. I've talked with uh, the guy that runs that show about doing some kind of crossover in 2020 somehow, or, or having each other on each other's shows or something. So look for something like that in the new year too. Hopefully, that sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> Is there any? Do you know any podcast for us that doesn't know anything about pop culture? That doesn't know anything about DC or Marvel? Where should I go? <laughs> if you're just interested in general podcasts, yeah, or? yeah, I want the I want the the for the dummies. <laughs> <laughs> what I recommend if you you know if you're interested in podcasts is just find a podcast app and um, you know just start browsing the the top podcasts in in the various categories you might be interested in. That's how I started to discover a lot of great shows. Um, or if there's a topic you're interested in, just start searching for it. You know, if there's a show that you want to uh, catch up on like they have everybody has great like recap episodes and stuff like that there's a show you're following just google sh- the show in the podcast app you have and apps will come and uh, tons of great podcasts will come up um, and then from there it's always fun to kind of dig into the weeds a little bit and find shows that aren't on the like you know top 10s or top 100 lists and, and just the the normal people like us <laughs> who are just doing podcasts out of their out of their homes in their in their very limited spare time um so so yeah it i guess it all just depends on what you're interested in but um yeah that's that's usually how i find stuff is i i just start by browsing the categories and then just keep digging and digging from there until I find a show that I like or people that I connect with. Yeah. And everybody who listens to the Toy Photographers podcast, they should go into Podcaster, Apple's Podcaster app and give us a five-star review because it makes it easier for people to find us. Even though you don't think it does, it does because it does. the more mm-hmm. five star <laughs> reviews we get, it's easier for other people to actually find us through the the the, the apps. So please do that if you like the the podcast. If you want to give us a uh, some sort of feedback, and you can always mail James, and the mail address is. It's at uh, toyphotographypod at gmail.com. That's a great way to reach out to us. And yeah, and yeah, please leave reviews and, and help spread the word about the show. It would be so cool if in 2020 somebody goes to that photography tab on the podcast app and we're on the list there somewhere. That so so that can only happen amazing. with the help of the yeah, listeners. That so. would be amazing. And that's hard, I know, because I have done a podcast in Swedish and we never made it on, on the photographer's podcast re- list uh, on Apple's podcaster and that's the biggest one um thinking about it if people if i'm really thinking i'm a great toy photographer and i know that james hasn't heard about me please reach out and say hey james i would love to be on the show and i know that james will respond and he will say of course I'll look through your work <laughs> and I'll get back to you. So if you want to be part or guest on the show, reach out to him because I know he a, has a heart of gold. And here I will end because I'm the host. <laughs> <laughs> so have a marvellous year. And maybe we should end by saying the theme for the next theme episode, James. 
Yeah, good good call. Um, I don't know when that episode will be out yet, but pr- I guess it'll probably be our first uh, theme for February. Yeah. Um, Maybe yeah, we it'll should probably go... come out early February. Do you think it will be early February? Because then we ought to go for love. We have done love before, haven't we? I was going to say, did we do yeah. something Valentine's-y yeah. last year? I think, no, not last year. The, the first year, I think we did it because I made a photo around play because in Swedish we say uh, love play or kärlek the last word in, in love is play <laughs> mm. I remember yeah, that's that right, that's right. <laughs> so we ought to have something around Valentine's Day hmm hmm yeah we probably should have thought about this we first. haven't thought about this so James will <laughs> give you insights in the blog post so read the blog post that goes with this episode and you'll know the theme for the next episode yes yeah yeah yeah. well i'll i'll definitely tease it there and then i'm sure i'm going to record another episode of this show that'll air before that that theme airs so so i'll i'll announce it there as well so people can uh, can listen to it but yeah definitely check it out on the blog it'll be there at toyphotographers.com and for all for whole, the whole community, I can say thank you, James, for doing the podcast for us. Thank you. It's marvelous. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. That means a lot. As I mentioned earlier, 2019 was, was kind of a crazy year for me personally and a bit of a rockier year. But it always helped to have the podcast here and have this amazing community here to, to support me and to, to participate alongside us with these shows. And, and Christina, people like you who, who keep coming back and talking to me on air, uh, it just means so much to me that this is... Uh, that the show has been embraced the way it has, that it has found a home in the community the way that it has, and that you guys are so supportive of, of me as a photographer, as me as, as a podcaster. And, uh, and yeah, so it just means a lot. Thank you, everybody. And uh, I, I hope that I'm delivering the best show I can. And I really hope that you enjoy what's to come in 2020. Uh, it just, I can't believe we're in our third year of podcasting already. We're over 70 episodes into this and um, I, we just have really exciting things to come. So I hope you guys will all be here and enjoy it. And thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. You can find new episodes of this podcast and daily articles on creativity and toy photography on our website, toyphotographers.com. You can subscribe to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. We also ask that you please leave us a five-star review. That'll help spread the word about the show and help us get noticed. You can find us on Facebook at Toy Photographers and on Instagram at underscore Toy Photographers underscore. Music for this week's episode is courtesy of freemusicarchive.org. Our editor is Josh Kittleson. And finally, you can reach out to us with comments, concerns, recommendations, etc. at toyphotographypod at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. I'll see you guys next week.